0: Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodist in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. back on March 11th, 2019. And this is episode 96. For everyone listening, thanks for coming back or coming for the very first time. Hopefully um, these episodes are helpful to you or interesting to you today. I I, I know I guess the last few episodes I would say would be a little more helpful in some ways. There's some interesting stuff. It's also very helpful uh, when you have kids, when you have youth, when you have, you know, Larry Roberts from I think three episodes ago talking about what to do at General Conference. This episode has some ties to General Conference as you'll hear, but it's it's more fascinating And more interesting than um, informational I think Um, and you'll see what that's all about here in just a few moments but before we do that um, a few episodes ago we mentioned about Brett Heinzman and we talked about uh, his new role coming into uh, the World Ministries Center as the Communications Director for the Free Methodist Church USA and uh, Brett it has uh, officially kind of made a statement and talked a little bit about his vision um, via the website. And so I will put a link in the show notes today to that article. You can read some of the things that he's hoping to do. I'll just read one little thing here. It says that his goal is to really investigate, promote, and implement ways that communication can actually reach the person in the local church and bring us together in our distinctives. He says, I would like to see communications make a difference to an increasingly diverse audience in our culture, and I would like to see it help the people in our denomination understand who they are in light of the greater church. So um, right there, just uh, just one little uh, excerpt there from the entire uh, article. It's a pretty long article, actually. You can read about him, some of his background, uh, some of that you may have heard here on the show uh, when he was on previously. But here's some of his background here, uh, some of the things that he's hoping to do um, at the very baseline, I'm sure uh, he, he's looking at uh, the website because I, I know if you've been on the website recently, I I don't want to uh, speak speak badly about anything, but I think I think I can say this f- somewhat fairly uh, from someone who's on a lot of websites. This is the denominational website. I, I don't think it's been held up very well. There's some some uh, some errors on the website. I uh, you know overlap on text, uh, some things that don't right, work right, some links that don't click through. So I'm really looking forward to a kind of a revamp of the website. Not that that's something that's mentioned here by uh, Brett, but I just uh, assume and I hope that uh, that he will have a new vision for that and that he'll put together something new. I'm looking forward to what I, what I hope to see in the future there uh, through the website. Um, and uh, hopefully we can continue to be, as as Brett said in that final uh, sentence, he says that he would like uh, to figure out some ways for communication that would help to see our people, the people in our denomination understand who they are in light of the greater church. And uh, that's kind of uh, a bit of what, in some ways, what this podcast is about as well. So I hope that this continues to be um, that tool to those of you who are listening to say, well, you know, I know about my local church. You know, I know about uh, maybe my conference or whatever. But uh, who am I? Who are we connected to? Some of these ministries around around uh, the United States and around the world. These mini- missionaries and ministries and places. Um, and so that's just uh, something that we'll continue to do. And now uh, Brett is is looking at trying to figure out uh, new ways of doing that as well. And uh, as his uh, role there at the communication as the communications director in the World Headquarters. I don't know why it's so hard for me to spit it out. Um, so again, that the whole article will be there in the show notes, and uh, this may be something that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw reprinted maybe in Light and Life magazine at some point, uh, just because it is an um, interesting uh, read, an interesting thing to, to, to know more about him. Uh, so also, of course, we have our uh, this morning our free Methodist World Missions Prayer Guide that we're going to take a look at here today. And um, I'll just uh, give you a reminder of what a creative access country is because that's what we are to pray for today. Uh, Normally, as you normally hear, we hear, oh, we're going to pray for Asia or the Middle East or, you know, um, uh, Latin America or Hungary. Uh, Today, it says we are to pray for creative access country C. And uh, we don't know what that is. Um, They don't tell us because, simply because it's too dangerous for those who work there. It also notes on our... um, missions guide that it is Wendy's birthday today, doesn't say the last name now if anything is to be inferred by the rest of the guide uh, from other days say tomorrow the 12th that tells us to pray for uh, David Brewer of Seed and then you look down and you see it's David Brewer's birthday so when I see today for the 11th when I see it's this woman Wendy's birthday and it's not her last name I assume highly that this woman Wendy uh, is probably working in whatever creative access country C is um, so we can pray for her and uh, the work. And it tells us just very, just a tiny little bit here. It says, pray for continued wisdom and peace for workers in this region amidst increasing restrictions and uncertainties. So we want to pray for Wendy. We want to pray for um, the peace and the continued wisdom. So let's go ahead and do that today. Dear God, we just pray right now for uh, those involved in our Creative Access countries. And uh, we may not know the name here as we're listening and talking on this podcast. We may not know the exact location of the country of Creative Access C, um, but that's okay because we don't need to know those things, but you know those things and the people who who need to know know those things. And we just uh, pray right now that wherever this is in the world, that you would work, um, that the people that are there Uh, Wendy and the others, those who are involved there, um, would continue to know the culture more and more if that's something that is a a struggle for them, that they are still trying to learn the culture and the best ways to reach people. I pray that that would be made uh, real to them, that it would be revealed to them. Um, I pray that uh, you would give them wisdom and that you would give them peace, that they wouldn't be afraid or worried in the day-to-day of uh, doing this work that is likely illegal in the in these Creative Access countries, but that they would know. Uh, even think back to um, your your word and uh, think of the time when Jesus was living in the early Christians. Um, even more so, where even the early Christians in the early church were living in a time where it was illegal and. Uh, talking about their faith, and yet they continue to speak that. So I pray that they would have peace in that, that they wouldn't be afraid or worried, um, and that it would continue to increase um, in that area um, when they are restricted and when they do have those uncertainties um, that we know are are prevalent um, as the freedoms are are reduced. So, um, or the freedoms aren't there at all. And so we just pray that uh, you will be with them and that you will guide them and continue to give them the wisdom of knowing what to do in Jesus name. Amen. All right. We'll be right back with an exciting, uh, exciting thing here. back to FMC Radio, and here today uh, we have someone on the line with us who is coming to us from uh, over the phone from quite a ways away from our our normal recordings. Uh, Usually we, I think the furthest maybe some recordings have come from California and other places in the U.S., but today we have Larry Winkles on the line with us from Hungary. And uh, Larry, thanks for coming on and talking to us today. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I, I, we have uh, some exciting stuff to talk about, some really cool uh, things that you've been working on. But before we even get to that, um, I always say this, but not only for the listener's benefit, for, but for my benefit as well, just meeting you for the first time today over the over Skype and uh, just talking to you for one of the first times, I need to ask these sort of questions. Uh, tell us a little bit about your history within the Free Methodist Church and what led to where you are today in Hungary.
1: Well, the short story is that... Uh, My parents uh, were involved with one of the first church planning projects in Monroe, Michigan. That's where I was born and grew up. And uh, we were really fundamental in establishing the Monroe Free Methodist Church. I remember as a a little kid helping helping out with uh, the building project and and things like that. Uh, My parents were both graduates of Greenville. And so um, my, my young years were actually within the Free Methodist Church. I went on to Spring Arbor College then and met my wife. And uh, then in the 1990, uh, we began to get involved with Free Methodist missions, uh, first serving in Visa uh, short-term in the Dominican Republic. And then uh, later in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s in Paraguay, uh, in Asuncion, Paraguay, where we taught at the uh, Asuncion Christian Academy, and where I worked uh, with leadership of the Paraguayan Free Methodist Conference. And following that experience, we were there for three years, we came back to the States and I was the administrative pastor at the Holland, Ohio, Free Methodist Church. And during that time, we were processed for a career missionary service, and we ended up coming to Budapest, Hungary uh, almost uh, 19 years ago in August of 2000. And we've been serving here ever since, uh, involved in church planting here in Budapest, but I also have the position of being the Europe area administrator. It means that I work with our area directors uh, and the area of uh, finance, accountability, uh, budgeting, but also with uh, pastoral development, leadership training, things like that. Okay. So really all my life I've been involved with the Free Methodist Church.
0: Wow. So, um, so I, I didn't well I didn't know anything about you as much but I, I didn't know it had been that long you've been there for a long time in Hungary um, and so um, you have a lot it sounds like a lot of different things going on as the administrator in the day to day tell us about some of the work that, that you guys are doing there in Hungary what kind of things are happening there for the Free Methodist Church in Hungary
1: well one of the most recent developments uh, that started well, it had its roots about four years ago when Kevin Austin visited us here, um, was the development of the Set Free Network here in Hungary. And uh, three years ago, we sort of had the official start of that. And that has been a really an important work in raising awareness among the general Hungarian population, among churches, and also working in the area of prevention, intervention uh, with at-risk populations. Our former director for Set Free Hungry, Ildiko, recently resigned to take another position with another organization, but we have a new director lined up that's gonna be starting work in May. But the work involves uh, work with children's homes, uh, juvenile detention centers, Gypsy or Roma, villages, churches, uh, advocacy groups, things like that. So the set-free work is just one component. We have another team, uh, a ministry team, in a city that's about an hour and a half away from Budapest, the town of Gyr. And uh, their ministry is taking place also with the children's home there. And I believe uh, some time ago you interviewed uh, Wick Anderson. Yeah. And the Andersons have just received their clearance. Uh, they'll be coming to Hungary to join our team here, arriving on May 20th. So Good. we're excited to have them join. And part of what they'll be doing, too, will be working with the Set Free Ministries. Uh, besides that, we have uh, two church plants, one in Budapest and one in Dyr. We have outreach ministries. Um, we have English outreach ministries which are either free English clubs or English classes, and they serve sort of as a means of, of contact with people, and it's often through the English outreach that people then become involved with the church, the church events, and, and some eventually coming to faith.
0: Awesome. There's a lot of work going on, and as, a, as probably we would see in any, any country that uh, it has... Um, a missionary station there, and team of people, and there's just so much, so many different things, and uh, even you know with the Andersons coming there soon, we'll be able to expand even more and do more, um, and it's just going to be amazing to see what comes um, out of this. And, and and the thing with anything is is we don't know where God is going to lead. You know, by through these opportunities, it's just going to be exciting to see. Um, so I we, we got connected uh, through. Um, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, I've been talking a little bit about General Conference. And I did mention sometime back there's an app called Hoova for the General Conference event. And people are commenting on there. They're um, posting things about upcoming breakout sessions or you know, you check in with your conference or whatever. Uh, if you don't have that app yet, I, get, I, I think that you should get it. It has the schedule on there. You can s- kind of follow along with what's happening at General Conference. Um, But one of the things that I saw on there was posted by a friend of yours, Larry, um, regarding, uh, it it didn't say much at the time, it just mentioned that there were some free Methodist games that were going to be coming out, and so I got a hold of this guy right away, and he directed me to you, and he said, you're the mastermind behind these games, (laughs) and... uh, so tell us a little bit about, um, I, I've now found a little bit more out, but, but what gave you an idea to start, put together Free Methodist Church Games?
1: Well, you know, the idea uh, really goes back about, oh, well, I could probably trace it back to 2005. Uh, Mark Van Valen, the former pastor at the Spring Arbor Free Methodist Church and, and my wife and I, happened to all be uh, speaking at the East Michigan conference family camp that summer. And we discovered that we had a common interest in board games. So in our off time at the conference, he was the camp evangelist. We were the missionary speakers. We played a lot of games and talked a lot about gaming and that sort of just cemented our friendship. We'd been friends before, but that just took us to another, another level. And, uh, Mark began thinking about, uh, some games that would work in the area and address social justice issues. And Mark was more focused on board games. And I was thinking more along the line of card games. And of course, the biggest catch on any kind of, uh, game production is the cost. It doesn't cost as much to develop, but the production is the big thing. So... If people actually attended the general conference, the last general conference in Orlando, uh, you may have seen Mark and I and others sitting outside at night uh, playing some card games. And we were actually doing playtesting for a game that I had developed at the time uh, that was supporting the, that was intended to support the Clear Blue Water Project. Mm. And at the same time, uh, Mark had developed, uh, began developing, and then we co-developed, worked together in refining a game for that would support Eden Project's reforestation. And then we came up with some other ideas. uh, One uh, for uh, supporting the Busoma feeding program in Burundi and another one for eradicating malaria in central africa uh and we've got other ideas that were just sort of on the back burner but in all these situations we sort of came to this sticking point of we we don't have any money <laughs> yeah and uh, we couldn't really take them to the next level uh there were interest there was interest expressed but no no funding available mm. Well, then, a year and a half ago, uh, Dave uh, Brewer approached me. He was here in Hungary, uh, and we had some meetings, and he approached me with the idea about developing some specific games for General Conference. And uh, we brainstormed. Uh, Dave and Mark Van Velen and I had a meeting last August along with another pastor friend from Michigan, Eric Perry. And we did a lot of brainstorming. And uh, I brought some prototypes at that time. uh, Eric brought a prototype. Uh, Dave brought some ideas. We basically sifted through the ideas and said, "Okay, what's realistic uh, to be able to complete development of and production of by general conference? So we narrowed our, refined our ideas, and uh, we began pursuing these two tracks. The one one game, uh, historical game, to support the Marston Memorial Historical Center, and another game uh, to support, as it turns out, four entities of the Free Methodist Church. Free Methodist World Missions, Seed Livelihood Groups, or Network, uh, ICCM, International Child Care Ministries, and the Set Free Movement. So, both of those games are far along in the development, and uh, we're almost at the point of getting some proof copies printed and doing some final play testing.
0: Wow, and these, so these two games you're talking about right now, these are both card games, card based games. Is that right? They're both card games. Uh, yeah.
1: The uh, one game is going to be called Free Methodist Timeline. It's going to be a 90 card deck uh, of Free Methodist history, including people, places, events, going back all the way back to John Wesley's time up to Flat BT 2018. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and then the other game is going to be more like a 54 card deck, a standard deck size. It's probably going to be called the Justice Deck and we're designing that so that uh it can have a number of different games that can be played with it both of these are intended to be family friendly uh and so the justice deck you could play a simple game of memory with it matching sure Uh, and then uh, a sort of a rummy type of game with it and sort of uh, a game that a lot of people don't know about these days called authors which is sort of a, a little more complicated version of Go Fish, I guess. Hmm. And uh, Dave is working on another set of rules uh, for a more strategic game that can be played with the deck as well. Uh, okay. So we're we're hoping those uh, that will come together so that when the game is published, it'll have uh, rules for four different games in that deck.
0: Okay. Now the idea is both of these card games to to have them finished and and printed and everything ready to go by general conference in July. That's correct. Okay, so in theory, then, so like for example, the timeline game, are we are can we expect to be able to purchase this at the Marston Historical Society booth? Yes. Okay. Most definitely. Okay, and what about any idea of where we could find the other one, the Justice deck?
1: Um, We still have to work out some details about that, uh, but it will definitely be available from all four of the uh, entities.
0: Okay, Uh, okay, yeah. So it will be
1: cross-distributed through all four of those entities, ICCMC, Set Free, and FMWM.
0: Okay. Well, so now I I was just reading um, some, some recent news. I think it was even just last night or this morning. I saw um, that uh, it was posted that that there was a uh, time was confirmed that you guys are going to be hosting a game night to actually play through some of the games with anyone who's interested during general conference. Okay, that must be Brother Dave's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it just, br- it's just it's just breaking yeah. breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> yes, yeah. In fact, it's so breaking news. I didn't even I I didn't even. Uh, Have it in front of me. I I thought. Well, I I remember reading that. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up right now so we can we can break the news together. I'll break it to you and everybody else. It says here uh, from David Brewer. It says we have approval to have the game night Thursday night from 8:30 to 9:30. Um, And it says of course people could continue the games into the night as long as they want, but they'd probably need to move to a villa or something. So apparently there is a specific place that will be announced. Uh, as far as the location, but it will be Thursday night during General Conference from 8.30 to 9.30 uh, for anybody who wants to play these games and uh, and kind of take a look at what they're all about um, in person with your hands on them. So that's pretty exciting. Um, now, um, of course, there's, there's just so much to this, and, and really, I mean, beyond... Uh, we're not able to, over audio, it would be very hard to explain all the details of how, say, the timeline game is going to be played. It's, it, it's nice um, what, the, what you're able to give us for the Justice deck to be able to relate it to other games. That's, that very clearly tells us how we're going to be able to use this. But for the timeline deck, it's going to be a lot harder for us to, you know, visualize in audio how to play a game. Um, now I did ask you and and, uh, and Larry mentioned that he's before we started recording that he's going to be able to provide me with a few images of some of the cards so uh, make sure you head over to the Facebook page facebook.com/ FMC radio or on Twitter at FMC radio show uh, because we will post images of a little promo of, of what's to come um, so you can not just try to visualize this in your mind but actually be able to see a few of the cards there uh, before you get there in person as well um, but uh, there's so many different aspects to this, and then you just kind of hinted at and mentioned a little bit about uh, what's to come as well. So these are the things that we can expect at General Conference. But um, there are some board game projects that are that you guys have kind of thought up or, or are looking on the horizon to um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um,
1: the. The other social justice board game is really just in the concept stage sure. whereas the other games that I mentioned previously actually have prototypes and have been extensively play tested okay. uh, so for example uh, a few weeks ago I had a meeting with uh, some people from the Jackson, Michigan Free Methodist Church and that, one of the projects that that church supports is the Busoma Freeding Feeding Project in Burundi and uh, they were totally unaware of the work that Mark and I had done on developing this Busoma game, and they are really, really interested. And so one of the things when we're back in the States this summer uh, is they've asked us to come over and to demonstrate the game to their missions committee, and uh, they want to consider the possibility of sponsoring the you know production of the game, which is great, because the only way that these other games are going to get uh, produced is if we have sponsors for them, really.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, that, and that was going to be one of my um, uh, follow-up questions, one of my final questions is, is, you know, when people are listening, I guess a very obvious way to support these games, the ones that are we know are going to be at General Conference, of course, they go and, and purchase those, uh, is there any additional ways that people listening could help to um, be a part of making these projects a reality?
1: Yes, uh, well, uh, you're correct in saying that supporting the the games at General Conference and and hopefully uh, through other channels as well uh, through seed champions, for example, uh, online purchasing as well uh, will help. Uh, The intention is that proceeds from the Justice deck will go back into game development uh, proceeds from the historical deck will actually go to help uh, complete the uh, new Marston Memorial Historical Center uh, in Indianapolis. Beyond that, um, if somebody has a passion for one of these topics, whether it's the Busoma, like I mentioned, that Jackson's really interested in, or the reforestation projects or water projects, you know, contacting me would be a first step in, in trying to find out, you know, what kind of funding we need, uh, what the what the possibilities are. Obviously, card games are a lot less expensive to produce than board games. Yeah. Uh, and we have to do this, we're doing this fine balance between uh, economy and quality. And uh, I I
0: to, our intention is that these products that will be coming out at General Conference will be high-quality products, but not pricey products. Okay, great. Yeah, it's always always good to hear that. <laughs> but I, I think this is it, it's great on so many levels. I mean, um, but uh, it's just a, a unique way to raise money for. We just talked about this timeline, um, the timeline game, and uh, you know, I just recently read from Marston Historical Society, just them talking about kind of the 50th anniversary and, and that whole thing. It's a, a good time um, for them to be able to finish this year, finish this uh, project up. And of course, to do that, they need the funds to do this. And so, um, you know, people can give to the to the Historical Society, but here's just a, a fun way you, you're gonna get something out of that. Um, you're gonna be able to have uh, not only the that uh, giving experience to give towards something that's meaningful, but then you're also gonna have Speaking of the history, you're going to have that game to play with the timeline game. You're going to see all these. I've seen some of the cards, and as you can look at some of the images that you'll see on the, on the site that I'm going to post, um, you'll see you know just these historical images, and, and you'll see the times and these little, uh, th- these little details about what happened in free Methodist and Methodist history. And so you're learning things, too, through these games, and you can use it to teach others Uh, In a fun way, instead of just sitting down for, all right, now we're going to have our, you know, two hour class on, you know, the history or whatever, you could play this game. Um, And uh, I'm sure I I think, you know, as this goes on, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, classes for ordination and, you know, Wesleyan theology, all these different classes that are talking about these events, uh, take some time during those class opportunities to play games like this to say, well, let's let's try a different way. Instead of just teaching, let's now introduce also a, a gameplay aspect. Um, so. you know, Josh,
1: you're, you're exactly right because um, I didn't mention that in the development of this historical game, we have a number of consultants that I've been working with, including Kathy Robling, the the director of the historical society, also Howard Snyder. And I mentioned Eric Perry, Bruce and Mindy Cromwell, David Rose Brewer, and Mark Van Valen have, are on the consultant team, and Bruce, uh, as you know, is a conference superintendent, and he's excited about using the timeline game in exactly the way that you just mentioned and when i showed uh, the timeline game to the people in jackson for example uh the person i was talking to was excited too he said you know we have a lot of young workers young pastors that have no clue about some of this history and this is an engaging way to introduce the history to them
0: yeah, absolutely. It's people learn in so many different ways. Some people will learn all that stuff just by sitting down with a thick book and reading it all and highlighting. But uh, for the most people that I know, uh, especially the younger generations, are not going to learn through just reading a book or having it told them. It's going to be through ways like this that they're engaged in uh, in in something that's that's fun that's going to teach something in, in another way as well. So this is accomplishing really all these there's really a lot of aspects it's not just oh here's a fun card game it's accomplishing learning it's accomplishing building the the historical society for the other um, game it's accomplishing producing further things like this Um, it's just amazing so um, thank you for doing what you guys are doing and uh, for everything that you've come up with it's our pleasure. It's a lot of fun, you know. When when something is part of your passion, the time you spend investing in it just flies by. So, yeah. Uh, Mark and I
1: sort of come up with a name. We've bandied about names for our production. We don't. We're not officially a company or anything. Right. But we have this uh, uh, phrase, uh, "just games," oh, and it's okay. sort of a play on the word "just."
0: Yeah. I so. Like
1: that just
0: games they're just games but they're just games yeah yeah that's good that's nice I like that that's awesome yeah make sure you print that on the boxes of the card games and you get when you get them out there awesome was that yeah, it, it's there. well and it's coming soon like you just said when you're doing something that that's fun and then you got all the other work, missionary work and you got all this stuff going on before you know it in in some good ways but also some not necessarily bad ways, but it's gonna be coming soon, so yeah, you gotta get these uh detail, last details together, get these cards printed out and they're they're gonna be ready to go in just a few months here. Right. Awesome. Well thanks so much again for talking to us and uh if you have any new updates um about upcoming things, uh, definitely let us know and uh we will be at General Conference, and we'll be reporting. I'll be sure to uh, post some photos and some updates when we have the, the deck in hand. So, Great. And, you know, Dave Brewer imagines in the future having booster decks, that we booster packs that we can add Absolutely. to the, the decks. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of classic card games, uh, people looked forward to those. I think that would be something that would be definitely exciting, especially as... You know, for the Historical Society, I keep talking about them, but I'm just thinking of how they travel around to different annual conferences, even having that available. Okay, I'm going to annual conference. I'm going to get my booster deck now of, you know, the new thing or whatever it is. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So keep us updated. I'm sure as you guys are coming up with all these ideas, there's going to be a lot to come in the future. So thanks so much again.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: All right. We'll talk to you
1: soon. Okay. Bye-bye. So it's still